Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. and welcome to NFLs, the uh, official NFL podcast of Walmart. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. I'm Drew Wade. And uh, let's let's talk ball, bro. How are you? How are you living, girl? How are you doing today? You know, I'm I'm doing really well. This uh, partnership with Walmart has been <laughs> lucrative. It's just really it's lucrative yeah that's a good word for it just really taking us to the next level i think and nobody can uh prove otherwise you know have you ever heard another nfl podcast at walmart i don't think you have so there you go (laughs) i was walking around the other day i just loved hearing them play all of our thoughts about uh the the north and i'm really excited for them to broadcast this episode our thoughts on on the two eastern divisions um andrew do you have any personal like eastern (laughs) <laughs> the least just that one <laughs> that's actually only true for the nfc which actually i don't even think they'll be as bad this year we'll yeah. get into that afc east but, i think is pretty good actually so uh, afc east has three potential playoff teams mm-hmm. yeah and the jets and the bills no, yeah <laughs> and the bills <laughs> um yeah Definitely a lot of question marks about uh, the AFC East for me, just like in general. Um, I think they kind of narratively are one of the like least interesting divisions historically, I think. Like this is kind of um, the 2020s has been one of the more interesting decades for, for this for, uh, like um, division, even already. Division. Yeah. Even after and I think only some of that's season. just... <clears throat> some of our bias of growing up in the 2000s and you know it's just the tom brady patriots every year right so it was like okay we're we get the point you know can we get some variety up in here yeah i'd say at least for like the like the modern football era like this is like one of the first times going into this division that i'm actually kind of curious like what's gonna happen a little while a little bit like even Mm -hmm. last year like knowing the bills were good it didn't matter because we didn't really think that much of anything was going to happen with the Patriots, which ended up being true. They didn't even break even, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, no, yeah, they ended up seven and nine. Yeah. But even after their slow start, you know, it was like, well, they do this every year, so mm-hmm. maybe at some point they'll turn it around. But they yeah. just really never did. Yeah. So this is probably, I think, I've seen some people pitching this division as being like uh, open a little. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I, I think that mm. Buffalo sort of has it on lock, but I also know traditional NFL media to be extremely New England biased, basically in all yeah. in all ways at all times. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, I definitely think the Bills still are like like uh, head and shoulders taller than the other teams in this division mm-hmm. but i do think they'll there will be more uh contention uh mm-hmm. between the other teams after them so yeah and i guess just like kind of to give a little flip side discussion before we get into like the individual teams nfc east i think for a lot of people um is kind of like an all eyes on this division storyline this year just because uh 
No, not for good reasons, but like, there, <laughs> I think there's just like a lot of questions with a lot of these teams. Um, not not yeah. the questions you that you necessarily want to be asked, but just um, will will this division yield an actual division champion? I think is what a lot of people are wondering. Right? Yeah, that's definitely a, <laughs> a valid question after last year. You know, like people will be asking, uh, will you? Uh, refrain from being an embarrassment to professional football <laughs> this year. I think that's a question some people are asking the NFC East. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I actually, I think, um, I think there's some interesting, I, got, I think there's some things cooking in that division. However, Oh, definitely. I also think there is a, <laughs> some, some problems to, to, to get into. So I know, uh, Oh, definitely. <laughs> I know this one we're gonna have to get personal for the first time this season, um, but it's all it's all in good fun. And just because you're rooting for like the 2021 equivalent of like the Browns when we were in high school, doesn't mean that you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll get into the Eagles a little later. Uh, I think we should do the AFC first though, Sounds just good. because that's how. That's just how I imagined it, so that's how we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, whenever I see like a bracket in my in my head, like the AFC is always on the left for some reason. Mm, yeah, Weird. I feel that. All right, yeah, okay. Let's start with the AFC. Where do you, where do you want to take us first, Andrew? So let's go. Uh, let's go to New Jersey. Uh, let's go reverse uh, standings from last year. So, okay, last place finish in the AFC last year. Obviously, the New York Jets. Uh, coming into this season, their draft GPA, actually very good. They had the fourth best, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, fourth best GPA out of all the teams in the league at 3.69. Mm-hmm. Uh, their over-under for this year is six, and they're tied for the 19th uh, most difficult schedule. So one being the most difficult, 32nd being the easiest. How do you feel about the over-under here? Uh, what was the over under again? I'm sorry. Six, even six, six. Uh, I don't know, man. I I almost kind of want to. You know, if it was five, if it was five and a half, like I think I'd kind of stew on it a little bit. I know, man. I hate the I hate the even ones that like make you definitively mm-hmm. pick a side. Like this. yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't know. Because I could definitely see them picking up six. What did they end up picking last year? Like three? It was like three and thirteen or something like that. Four and twelve. It, it might have been three and thirteen or. Two and fourteen, I think something. There's no it wasn't way good. It was not two. good. Yeah, it was probably three. I think. Um, I don't know. I I think that this like NYJ team, not necessarily on the like a, a major upswing trajectory wise, but I am interested in their draft. Like you mentioned, like they were pretty highly rated, which I mean you'd have to be with <laughs> like the the season. Right, with the capital the that you've with. got. <laughs> right, yeah. For real. But yeah, I was pretty impressed with their draft and um, a couple key movements back onto the field um, that are definitely good to look out for. I think that they don't have a shot of fighting for this division. Um, 
And I'm not going to pretend that it's, oh, it's because it's like a stacked division and they're just unlucky with it. Because, like, I don't think this is a team that could fight for any division at all. But. No, no. <laughs> but last year, like, the Jets were a complete, like, meme on, on this show and also, like, in NFL discourse at, at large. And um, I really do not expect it to be that way this year. Um, I think that that was a quick dip into absolute worst in the league territory for them and they're probably going to return to that like mid-20s location that I've always known them to be in like since I was a child <laughs> yeah so I looked it up they were 2-14 and 14 last year oh wow yeah I, I remember that being a thing like they won a second game like what are you morons doing now you're not mm-hmm. going to get Trevor Lawrence and the Jags were like let's go yeah. Jags ended up winning one game but we can talk more about the Jags on the next episode. But yeah, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of good things uh, looking forward in the future for this Jets team. Maybe not necessarily this year. Uh, kind of hard to have a real good season after you just finished two and fourteen in the yeah. previous year, obviously. But they do have a lot of good things to build on. They got rid of Adam Gase, their head coach, so that's uh, that's worth like two wins already. Uh, Robert Sala, their new head coach, was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, and they've been yeah. uh, relatively successful the last few years, obviously. Had a down year last year. Mm-hmm. But um, they picked up Corey Davis from the Titans. Uh, he he wasn't, like, elite at the wide receiver position, but he's a solid wide receiver. And then they've got uh, – they picked up Elijah Moore, a um, highly touted rookie wide receiver in the second round that a lot of people like. And, then, of mm-hmm. course, their number two overall pick, uh, Mr – Mormon himself, Zach Wilson, <laughs> out of BYU, showing a lot of uh, good things that he can do with his arm. So, uh, like I said, future looking pretty bright for them. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like I don't really think that this franchise is very focused on like this season. Like I definitely think that they want to come out here and, and show that they can do something. Like definitely something more than what they were able to put together last year. But. Um, like, all of their investments this year are, like, very long-term investments. They're, like, a super, like, inexperienced team that seem to have a lot of raw talent. Um, and that's, like, in the front office and, like, on the field. So, I'm not sure how good I feel about this year. I'm probably going to go under with them, honestly. Like, I'd say, like, four to five wins is probably a safe expectation. I, but I do think six or seven is within the realm of possibility if they, like, really get some things going but like this to me is a franchise that's focused on fighting for this division in like 2023 ish like not necessarily yeah like trying to come out here this year and and pick up some wins so um but yeah doesn't not like a sandbagging trajectory for them i just think we're like kind of watching them get ready for a launch sort of yeah um i think seven wins is probably like the ceiling for this team Mm -hmm. this year uh, like I said, they don't have the hardest schedule. They're tied for the 19th most difficult. So, I mean, right in the middle pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think five wins is a much more likely outcome. So I, I think I'll take the under as well. But, I mean, if they win six, I mean, I wouldn't be, like, super surprised. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Up next, uh, we got the, the New England Patriots who finished uh, third in the division last year. At seven and nine, first time in a long time we can remember uh, Bill Belichick finishing with a negative season. But <laughs> uh, me 
probably you, a lot of other people, don't expect mm-hmm. that kind of finish for them this season. Uh, yeah. And Vegas also is showing that their over-under is at 9.5. Uh, they are also tied for the 19th most difficult schedule. So, not again, right in the middle there. And they also had a really good draft. They had the 6th sixth sixth best by GPA. They had a 3.57. So, I mean... I think we're going to have another like good season for the Patriots here. Uh, first post-Tom Brady good season. Mm-hmm. They went out and spent a lot of money this season, or this offseason, on some offensive pieces. They got Nelson Aguilar, who, you know, as an eagle, uh, all the fans make the, like, like to make jokes about him dropping it. But he had actually a really solid season with the Raiders last year, uh, catching the ball deep. They went out and got two really good tight ends in John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Um can you uh, let's play a game? Can you name two wide receivers that were on the Patriots last year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably couldn't even do one. Honestly, I feel like I yeah, completely that's, did not keep an eye on their offense last year. That's just that's how bad they were last year. Like yeah. their top pass catchers were Jacoby Myers and Demir Bird. Those were their top mm-hmm. two pass catchers, and Julian Edelman, the biggest name in that group. He was fourth out of all their pass catchers, and he only mm. played in three games. So, <laughs> yeah, that just shows you. I mean, people like to talk about how bad Cam Newton was last year, and I'm not arguing that he had a good season. Obviously, he looked mm. bad. I mean, but if you have that kind of supporting cast around you, it's kind of hard to do better, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I but think. Sorry. Things looking good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I think for me, like, one of the key factors for why I'm sort of expecting a return to form for the Patriots is, uh, I think a lot of the conversation has been around their just seemingly empty, like, uh, bottomless wallet, <laughs> like, just going after right. this this insane free agent talent. But I think another key thing is um, they have a lot of talent returning who opted out during the COVID, uh, like, opt-out last year, um... They oh yeah, they apparently are putting a lot of practice energy like towards the end of the year and also like going into this uh, training camp like trying to really nail down this quarterback situation because obviously there's still like there there still could be like Stidham or I think they just drafted a, a third one in front yeah of they drafted uh, Mac Jones out of yeah. Alabama so mm-hmm. so I think like I think. To me, last year, the two things that made it just not be the Patriots anymore was, like, obviously they didn't have, like, a, like an important, like, on-field leader like like Tom Brady was to them for so long. And also just, like, a lot of the just super team energy that they've always carried wasn't really there. Like, sort of like you pointed mm-hmm. out, it was just hard to look at that roster last year and be like, why this is the Patriots? Like, you know, it just... Because as long as I've been alive, they've always just been on like the sort of the NFL's equivalent of Alabama, just going after like the best in every position. Just like how are you going to outclass them anywhere? And like with some of these returners and some of this money they've spent, as long as they can figure out this quarterback situation, like to me, I like above for sure. Like in, I, I think eleven or twelve wins seems pretty likely for this team. Um, I think that I sort of have a top. 10 ish in mind. I, I kind of want to hold my cards until like our power rankings episode. But for right now, I definitely see 
the Patriots is rounding out the top five for the AFC. And the and the top five for the AFC is the majority of like the top seven probably at this point. So, right. <laughs> so yep. there you go. You bring up a really good point about the people coming back from COVID. They had a bunch of defensive starters last year uh, mm. opt out. And that's been like a big identity for this team. Uh, pretty much every year, even when they had Tom Brady, like, you know, Bill Belichick really focuses on having a great defense. So that wasn't part of that team last year. So part of that wacky result that we saw with the seven and nine finish. But I think, uh, I think that'll be really good for them. Uh, one thing I want to bring up is the, have you seen about their wide receiver and Nikhil Harry? Uh, they drafted him in the first round, like two years ago. And he's kind of been a bust since then. He's been injured a little bit, but even when he's on the field, like he's not been great. And he requested a trade from the team. It's like, eh, you you haven't been playing that long, and I don't really know what kind of <laughs> leverage you have to be requesting a trade, dude. But it's just kind of like a pattern they've had. They've never been like super good at drafting wide receivers. Um, yeah, that's like true. even the years where they're at their best, like they haven't had like a super dominant wide receiver. I feel like since they had. Uh, randy moss yeah i was gonna say since since a while ago yeah yeah true so yeah definitely i think like um during the brady era he was really good at kind of like elevating their receiving core like to that next level or whatever um and when he started getting older and kind of lost the ability to do that like that's when they kind of had that season where it looked really rough like his last year with them um and then you know I think that's why he's been able to find success again in, in like Tampa Bay because over there they just have a receiving core that is just like just looking for a quarterback who knows how to to hit it basically. But um, yeah, and so he's so without like, a Tom Brady with somebody like Cam Newton weapons, yeah, exactly. So like without Cam Newton doesn't know how to like lift up a receiving core like Tom Brady does. And I think that that's was pretty evident last year. So yep. But thing, things could be looking up. For, I think we both think things are looking up for them. Uh, yeah. I'll go. I'm going to go over as well. I don't mean to keep making you go first and making it seem like I'm just copying. No, it's all you. good. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go first on the next one. One last thing about the Patriots. They drafted a wide receiver in the seventh round just to add to their bad wide receiver drafting. Uh, I was reading this guy's draft profile. One of the things... <laughs> that they wrote in his draft pro- profile was hands do not inspire confidence from quarterback. So <laughs> I, that, that's pretty on brand for Patriots wide receiver drafting, I think. Yeah. But anyway, we will uh, move right along to the team that finished second in the division last year. A uh, bit of a disappointing finish for the Dolphins last year. They finished 10 and six, which was uh, a big improvement over their five and 11 season the year before. But uh, they got blown out in that last game against the Bills where if they would have won, they would have been in the playoffs. So I think that still shows like the level of disparity that I expect there to be between the Bills and the rest of the division this year. But Dolphins are at 9.5. Uh, they're tied for the 27th hardest schedule. So uh, one of the easier schedules in the league. Uh, they had the 5th best dra- draft GPA. So... All around, this division has been good at drafting so far. We've had four, five, and six as far as GPA goes. They had a three, six, four. Um, Dolphins, doo, 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 doo. I th- nine and a half. That man, they really know what they're doing over there in Vegas, like making yeah. these lines. Because 
a lot of these they're just so hard like you could really see it going either way which is yeah, i guess the point sure. of making a bet <laughs> um i expect their offense to look a little better with Tua this year uh, i think just him having more time to acclimate to the system um really they're going to be running a different kind of system i think they got rid of their offensive coordinator from the last year and they're actually having co-offensive coordinators like two different guys this year so that'll be kind of interesting i guess to see how that works mm-hmm. out um it seems like you know just pick one like what are you doing but oh, well. i know for real uh got like they're always <laughs> jalen right like what are you doing but they picked Jalen Waddle, number six overall, uh, one of the top-rated receivers in the draft coming out of Alabama. Uh, but now they have like a really crowded uh, pass-catching core. They got Waddle. They've got uh, they picked up Will Fuller. They have Devontae Parker, who they've had for years. That is, he's a solid guy. They've got Mike Gesicki, who's emerging as a pretty good tight end. Um, they needed. They maybe could have went O line. I think because that was a need for them instead of taking Waddle, but they're really gambling on just getting these weapons for Tua, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think their offense, like I said, I think it will be humming all, humming along a little better this year. Nine yeah. and a half, though, I don't know. I've, I think, you know what, I'll take, the, I'll take the over because 17 games, they won 10 last year. I think they can win 10 again, especially with the mm-hmm. 27th hardest schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really admire um, this offseason that the Dolphins had because they – Pick up 10 wins last year without making the playoffs, which is, you know, quite quite a rare thing to happen to you. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of other franchises, especially coming from the, like, the three or four years that the Dolphins have had leading up to this last season, um, would look at that and be like, well, it's not enough. Like, we, we put all this energy, we tried to get two out here, you know, he didn't really look that explosive. Um we, we kind of gambled it all on this new play style and we still, we didn't even make playoffs, but they didn't do that. They just kind of held their ground. No unnecessary panic. They said we picked up 10 wins. You know, it was just the AFC was stacked as hell, which was true. I'd say. And yeah, just targeted the one important thing, which was just to his explosiveness on the field really. And with, with that taken care of, I feel like 11 or 12 wins is a pretty easy um, like Mark for, for this team. And I think that these, these, uh, this, this franchise is one of the ones I'm looking at the closest for a wild card spot in this, in this conference for sure. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just think, over. I, just, I just think the only question about whether or not they'll get the over nine and a half is if we do see to, to uh, take that next step forward. Cause you know, mm-hmm. he's definitely looked pretty rough at some points last year games under a hundred yards passing. And stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I saw that uh, he, back in minicamp, so this was back in the beginning of the summer, he had a practice where he threw five interceptions. Uh, do we think that matters? Oh my gosh, really? I don't know. That's yeah. not great. <laughs> That's not great. That isn't great, but let me bring up a, a counterpoint to that. Uh, a couple years ago, we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo having a five interception practice in minicamp. Uh and That's then true. that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> That's a good point. So basically what I'm trying to say is Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl this year. I hope. Hope and pray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll introduce this next team, then we'll get your thoughts. Uh, Bills. 
best team in the division last year. Best team in the mm-hmm. division this year, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Their over-under is at 11. They had a 2.99 draft GPA, so not the best draft GPA. I'll get into a little bit about what I think why that is in a little bit here, but they are tied for the 23rd hardest schedule. So what do you think about the Bills? Yeah, I think the Bills are looking pretty pretty saucy coming into the season. Obviously, that's not a very like hot sizzling take, but um <laughs> wow, you think they, the Bills will be good? <laughs> yeah, the Bills obviously really have just been pulling it together these last couple of years. Josh Allen um has really come into his own and turned around the narrative on his career. I think I think there was a few years there where there was a lot of question marks about all the hype behind this guy and, and, and all that stuff. And last year, to me, I think I think he was top three quarterbacks in the league pretty easily. So definitely excited to see where they'll where where they will take that momentum. I will say one thing that I really was not impressed with last year was their defense, especially their pass defense. Like um, against the Chiefs in the AFC Championships, and the Chiefs this last year during the playoffs were like beat up. <laughs> like it was, it was like a very broken down version of the Chiefs roster. And even still, like the Bills just really did not have any ability to get on to um, to Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I know like. Patty's got a pretty solid line, but that's like, to me, what will keep the bills behind like versus like the Browns or the, the chiefs, like to win the AFC right now, you have to like go to the air and, and make sure the other quarterback doesn't basically like it's one on, on the air defense and that right now, like out of the four, like, sides of the game I guess you could say for the Bills is there is the weakest so I do think they kind of tried to tackle that a little bit with some of these like pretty solid defensive pickups in their draft also a couple like um offseason trades and pickups so looks like they also have recognized that as a weakness I think that there's no question to me that the Bills win this this division uh there's no question to me that they go for another 12-13 win season. So the question for me is going to be, is this going to be a team that's going to become like, you know, the AFC's Rams, and they're just going to float around this spot for a while and never really convert it into something better? Or is this the year where they're going to say, like, okay, well, this is this is what's holding us back. Let's let's execute on that. Because with um, without being outscored by some of these other, like, just offensive giants in the AFC, there's no question to me that this team could, could win – the rain this year pretty easily. So that's how I'm feeling. Yep. Huge part about them like emerging onto the scene last year in a big way was Josh Allen's development. Like he took like uh like the step that he took was almost like an anomaly and mm-hmm. like as far as quarterback progressions go, he went from being like one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the league to one of the most accurate and like the team really really benefited from that and uh, if he can keep that level of play up I think that there's no reason to think that they can't have that same success I think um, I I think Josh Allen is the guy if I was gonna bet to win the MVP this year I'd probably bet on Josh Allen Uh, he has the he's like the second 
I don't know. He's not the Patrick Mahomes is the favorite, and then right after Patrick Mahomes is Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers actually who won last year. Um, but I I think I I like Josh Allen to win the MVP this year, especially they're bringing back 21 out of 22 starters. So the only guy that is not starting for this team this year uh, that. The only guy they're replacing is John Brown at wide receiver. They picked up Emmanuel Sanders, actually, your former boy, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to take his spot. So I think this team will still be great. Uh, they have a lot of continuity, and that will be helpful going forward. Um, there's even talk that they might trade for uh, Zach Ertz from the Eagles. So if they could do that and have another weapon in the passing game, I don't think Zach Ertz is as elite as he was in, like, 2017 2018 kind of region but he's still a valuable asset to a mm-hmm. pass catching squad so i think the it looks the future looks good for these bills uh, still they're going to be here and dominant for the next few years i'm, I'm going to go over 11 for this one i think 12 13 yeah. 14 is definitely in the range of possibilities yeah i agree i i think like it this is just a team that knows how to go out and pick up 30 in any given game. We saw a lot of that last year. So this year is just going to be like converting into victory. I think they just really need, they're young. They don't really know how to capitalize. They don't, their fourth quarter is like a little shaky last year with, with a little of that under control this second year, I think they'll convert this. Like, I mean, they're coming into this season and like power ranked fourth by some people. And I think that's third, fourth. That's about where they are. I, I think, I think that they can easily move themselves into Super Bowl territory. No problem. So, yeah, I think a big thing that hurt them in the playoffs last year is just lack of playoff experience. Like mm-hmm. they kind of just grew so fast into um, an AFC championship contender that like they didn't really know what to do with themselves at that point. And at that point, they're going yeah. against you know the Chiefs. Head coach Andy Reid has, I think, the second most playoff wins of all active playoff coaches. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, that was definitely. Uh, the first championship game appearance for uh, McDermott, the Bills head coach. So I think now they've been there, they got a taste for how it is. I think uh, they could outperform last season, but we'll just have Mm -hmm. to wait and see. For sure. Agreed. So that does it for the AFC East. Let's, it's time to talk about last year's fourth place (laughs) finisher of the (laughs) NFC East. One, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-oh. Um, uh-oh. So <laughs> I've got a I've got a big uh-oh. I've got yeah. I've got what you might call a, a opioid addiction. Uh-huh. When it comes to this team. <laughs> so beginning of the off season, I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, this next season, I'm not going to get my hopes up. They're just going to uh-huh. be bad. Uh, they'll win four or five games, and that'll be it. Uh, well, I don't know what it is, but just as this offseason has progressed, I've just started started to get more and more hope, and that I I hate it. I wish it would go away, but you yeah. know some some good things have been happening. You know how we final how we Roseman finally drafts the right guy. We get we go out and get Devonte Smith, who won the Heisman last year. Uh, as a wide receiver so it looks like we're finally going to have an elite wide receiver again it's been since 2014 since the eagles have had a wide receiver with a thousand yards in a season um oh my i was word. really down 
yeah, that's pretty horrible. I was really down on the fact that we traded Carson Wentz at first. I was hoping we would keep him, see how he would work with a new coaching scheme and all that. But mm. uh, I don't know. I'm getting more excited about Jalen Hurts. I think he's an awesome competitor, and he's a really, really great leader. All the guys in the locker room, you can tell, already love him. And our new coach, Nick Sirianni, uh, who was the offensive coordinator for the Colts, he has already said like he doesn't have like a system that he is going to make the players conform to. Like He's going to adapt his system to the players that he has. So I think that'll be really helpful in uh, getting the best out of our players, getting the best out of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, still some glaring holes on this, de- on this team. Um, Jalen Hurts has only pl- started four games, I believe got benched in the last game, but I think we all know they were tanking. So uh, as much as our former regime would like to deny that, uh, I think <laughs> lost that game on purpose, and that's why Hurts ended that game on the bench. Um, there's still some holes on the defensive side. Uh, we've got one NFL-caliber cornerback, so that's going to have to change if we want any level of success. Uh, we've been linked to Xavier uh, Howard, who was the – um, Dolphins best cornerback he had 10 interceptions last year led the league so if we could work out a trade oh, wow. to net him uh, I would be even more amped up about this team this year mm. but uh, let me let me just get back we the over under is at six and a half draft GPA 313 so not bad not the best uh, here's the kicker 32nd in strength of schedule so mm-hmm. easiest schedule in the league part of that Definitely is just playing in the NFC East, but yes, man, for sure. I just, I don't know. <laughs> getting fourth There's place in the NFC be... East, I, I would suspect would give you the easiest yeah. schedule in the league. Yeah, yeah. But man, it's just there's there's things that point to this could be a better season than people think, and even like the over under as has progressed as the season or as the off season's gone on. I believe when I first looked, it was at like four or four and a half. Now we're all the way up to six and a half. I think the mm-hmm. ceiling for this team could be like nine wins so i'm gonna take the over but uh set your clocks for like week four or five when i'm just crying about it because i got my hopes (laughs) up too high (laughs) yeah for sure yeah definitely taking the under on this one i i think that (laughs) philly is coming into the season looking like an early contender for the worst team in the league unfortunately just um i don't know man it's just i've heard other people say that the the texans Exist. Yeah, the Texans. There's just the Texans there's are, no way the Eagles are the worst team in the league. The Texans will for sure be the absolute worst, I, I think. But I think, uh, I think Philly might be partying down there with with them in Jacksonville. <laughs> however, if, if I'm being honest, uh, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of hope. I'm obviously rooting for Jalen Hurts, and I hope that he can make it happen. And I suspect just about every other NFL fan is doing so as well because he's an amazing dude. Um, great guy. Yeah. Great quarterback too. I mean, like at least collegiately he was, uh, there's a lot of, there have been a lot of Jalen hurts type quarterbacks who have come to the NFL and done absolutely nothing with the energy that they came <laughs> to the NFL with. Uh, like yes. RG three is, is an example I always think of. Uh, it's just right. as having a lot of this Jalen Hurts type energy and then just really never making anything of it in, in the NFL. Tim Tebow, obviously, another pretty notorious example. Johnny Football. I don't need to keep naming names. DJ I Manuel. think you get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there's 
And I think that a lot of people have just kind of already decided that that is what's going to happen with Jalen Hurts this year. I don't think that's what's going to happen with his career this year. I don't know. I do have some questions because I don't think that this is a very impressive roster anywhere, really. I think that this is kind of a little bit of a poverty franchise right now, and they have no sense of leadership and have really seemed to be struggling in that area ever since their Super Bowl win back in 2017 or whatever. Um, just basically ever since then. Like, And I think that's kind of what caused this big shakeup with, like, Carson, like, is Carson Wentz our super... Is is Carson Wentz QB1? Let's ask ourselves this question three years in a row and never, like, really seem to firmly make an answer on it. Right. I think that it's kind of... that Like, a lack of leadership has been plaguing the Eagles for a while. And, and right now, like, it really looks like... You know, I think the team is ready to get, to get behind Jalen Hurts, but I don't know if he's ready to to, to lead them forward. So, good news, really easy schedule, really bad division. I I'm taking the under, but they could still make the playoffs probably. So, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So I think. I'm not sure. That might be the first time we've disagreed on an over-under. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. Not too surprising. <laughs> not too surprising that this is the yeah. team that uh, brought about that rift. I don't know, man. I I think they could be good. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I I'm excited. I'm just really excited for football to come back and meet. Actually, yeah. I was I was about to say like I I feel like you're you're like slow creeping into the Eagles are going to do well is just like. It's just you're missing the football, like, taking over. Yeah, I think it is. It's just like I'm just ready for football to be back. You know what? Yeah. Maybe the Eagles will be good this year. <laughs> yeah. It's like a magical right. land. On like, anything could happen. Any of the 30 teams yeah. could win the, <laughs> the Super Bowl. Imagine if that's how we felt going into every season. I feel like that would be super mm. cool, actually. If, like, yeah. there is that level of parity in the league and everybody could just Anybody could just win it any year. That would be yeah. Super I just cool, feel like no sport is capable of having that happen. No, that'll sure. never happen ever. Yeah, never in has happened. Never <laughs> will in any sport. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now that we're hopping off the Eagles, uh, hype train, Eagles hope train, maybe <laughs> is a better <laughs> phrase to use. There, we'll go to I think the third place the finishers. I think you're on the cope train. If I'm being honest. Well, yeah, well, I'm before. on the. <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the engineer of the Eagles cope train. But anyway, last year's third place team, and actually the team this year with the uh, highest over under, Cowboys. Their over under is at nine. They had a pretty bad draft if you look at draft GPA two four two. Ugh. Not yeah. not looking great, but. Um, they, like the Eagles, benefited from having a bad finish in the worst division in football last year, and they have the 31st uh, ranked strength of schedule. So mm-hmm. that definitely plays into that nine, I think. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of hype about the Cowboys, and to me, like hearing people say that mm. they're going to have a, a great year rather than a good year, it just seems to be like what we do in July. It's just like the annual tradition of pretending the Cowboys oh, it's are going to look every year, sweet. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I I don't think that this team is going to make a lot of noise. However, I do think 
this conference is in, is kind of in disarray. The, this division certainly is. I feel like right now the Cowboys are probably my pick to win this division. Um, mostly just because of Dak returning to the field. Also, uh, Micah Parsons, I thought was a was a great pickup in the draft. And um, absolutely, I to me that he kind of seems like a like a front runner for defensive rookie of the year. Like, and I think like. If the if the Cowboys really like I, it, this sounds like a silly thing to say because obviously this is what every football team needs to do but like they have the potential to really run both sides of the ball this year and if they and if they learn how to do that like they have an easy schedule and a really simple like path to the playoffs so I think that I'm probably gonna take the over you said nine I, I yep. actually I don't know. I'm gonna take Again, the under. It's like that even, it's that even yeah. number. It's like I feel like nine is good for this team. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under, thinking that nine and eight is probably where this team is going to end up. I don't. I don't expect anybody in this division to go crazy, but I do think that Dallas could accidentally find themselves in like the top four in the NFC playoffs, like after like a, a middling season. Like that's kind of. The trajectory I foresee this team taking this year, so um, I take the under. I'm saying lackluster season, probably a, a pretty decent postseason for this team, but I also expect them to kind of pick it up, pick up steam a little bit as they go once once Dak starts finding his footing up again and some of their pretty interesting 2021 draft class, like get some experience on the field. I think that this could be a team that could could actually make some movement, but just not. Not so much so that I'm power ranking them like 11th or 12th or 13th. Like I've seen them everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, you brought up Parsons. He was like the perfect pick for them, I think, uh, because they really needed some help on defense. Obviously, that's their weakest point. Did you see the trade that occurred in the draft that ended up with the Cowboys picking 12th, taking Parsons? Mm Mm-mm. So the Eagles had the 12th pick. Cowboys had the 10th pick, sandwiched right there in the middle was the New York Giants. So the Eagles, I'm pretty sure, had their eye on four different guys. Your division. The four guys that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was the four guys that uh, I wanted going into the draft. It was uh, Waddle, Sertan, uh, who the Broncos picked up, by the way. So mm-hmm. that'll be a big piece for them. J.C. Horn, another cornerback, and Devontae Smith, who we ended up with. So three of those four guys got taken off the board in the first 10 picks. So Dallas is on the board at pick 10. And ding, ding, ding. There's a trade. Oh, Dallas is trading back. Who are they trading with? Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So arch rivals linking up here to right. allow the Eagles to leapfrog over the Giants because the Giants were absolutely going to take Devontae Smith at 11 if he was there. Mm-hmm. Eagles jump over. They get Devontae Smith. That made me the happiest guy in the world for one night. Uh, so <laughs> I just thought that was great. So it's like the handshake. Maybe in diminished. In yeah, the middle, it's absolutely. Like, screw the Giants. <laughs> screw the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. So that was that was an awesome thing to see like bitter bitter enemies come together to screw over another enemy (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um now it's back to hating the cowboys um their defense outside of parsons pretty bad um if but i think this team probably will win the division just based on offense alone because they have Mm -hmm. 
one of the most stacked offenses in the league with Dak coming back. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the top front runners for MVP. So we'll see about that. I don't know how I feel about Mike McCarthy coaching this team. That seems a little still. Yeah, but I think they'd that, have to have mean, a pretty impressive season for him to win MVP. But if they do, like if they yeah. broke like 12 wins, I think he'd be pretty much a shoe-in. Yeah, I think that he he'll definitely be talked about a lot more. Along with, I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, Mahomes and Allen mm. again when that comes around. Maybe Jackson if he can bounce back this year. But um, Baker, I think McCarthy Baker. Yeah, I think he's a dark horse kind of MVP um, guy this year. Uh, don't forget Stafford. <laughs> Stafford, yeah, we we'll get to that in a couple episodes. But man, finally he is out of he's not on a poverty franchise anymore. Yeah. But, Anyway, Cowboys offense real good. Uh, they should mm. score a lot of points. They were scoring a ton last year before Dak went out with that horrific injury. Uh, so mm. glad that uh, as as much as I hate the Cowboys, I'm glad that he's back. Seems like a good dude. Um, I I think I'm gonna take the over on this one, uh, just because I think Mike McCarthy is good enough in the regular season for them to get ten wins, especially in a seventeen win season. They've got the thirty first. Uh, easy or they've got the second easiest schedule in the league so obviously their defense is still going to let up a lot of points but they're going to score a lot too so i'll go over here i can see them winning going 10 and 7 cool cool all right so i guess that takes us next into the uh the gi- the giants the giants big blue the g-men as my dad calls the G-men. them the g-men <laughs> <laughs> um so, G-Men sitting at uh, 7 for their over-under. 3-4-4 draft GPA, so pretty good. Best in the division, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, would have been even better, I bet, if they would have got Devontae Smith. But uh, And they have the 25th ranked strength of schedule. Um, so, the Giants do have some positive pieces moving forward. They've got uh, not horrible defense. They've got some good pieces on offense. They picked up Kenny Galladay this offseason. Um, Saquon Barkley, one of the most electric players in the league when he's healthy, but that's a question mark. Uh, he still is saying now he doesn't know if he's going to be healthy week one. Uh, he just said that oh, like man. yesterday or within the past few days. Um, but I think there's, you know, they've got a great receiving core. They've got um, solid enough defense the only real question about this team is quarterback can daniel jones actually take a step forward and uh lead this team as the quarterback they're hoping when they took him sixth overall a couple years ago um and just i don't know he's had flashes Uh, i think he can be a good passer at times but man he just turns the ball over so much like yeah jameis winston-esque turnover numbers so (laughs) yeah Sure. As as long as he's doing that, uh, I don't really see this team succeeding. I said they're at seven. <sighs> Another one where it's like, why couldn't they go like six and a half or seven and a half? That would make this so much easier. But uh, I think I'll take the over again, though. Honestly, I think what did they go last year? Six and I think they went six and ten or seven and nine. Yeah. But man, I mean. I think I think they could win eight this year. I think they could have won eight last year. They had some close games, so I think they can win eight this year. I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be spicy and take the over here. I think this division as a whole is gonna take a big step forward. I don't think this will be the worst yeah, division in football this year. I agree. So for sure, yeah. I mean, also the the AFC South 
is has already like volunteered uh, to be the worst of it yeah. this year, so you don't even have to worry Absolutely. about that. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, this team has some exciting things going on. You know, definitely like I've always been really impressed like you know with their with their passing staff saquon barkley like they have they have the the tools to succeed however they also have a really young line they also have a really young quarterback uh they really as you were saying did not manage to control the game through offense very well last year and um did not really target the line at all. And I just, I don't feel like there's ever really the protection or like the reliability in Jones that you want from your QB one. So that's sort of like a big question for me right now with this team. Um, however, I will say, I think that they are sort of a wild card as uh, alongside the Cowboys and also kind of Washington and also really Philly. I think, I think any team in this division could, Range anywhere from like two to fourteen, <laughs> maybe not fourteen, but like anywhere from like two to like to like eleven or twelve, like like yeah, just they they all have so many question marks. They all have a bunch of young guys who like look good, but could just get their like ass beat. <laughs> like who knows? Like yeah, right. So uh, it, it's really hard to say. But with New York, they're one that I'm kind of leaning towards under. Like I'm kind of seeing. A little closer on the mediocrity side with these guys. I think they're going to pick up a couple wins that, like, both of us are going to be surprised by. Like, I'm sure we'll have a couple, like, we'll, we'll take a, a simultaneous L on a few Giants surprise victories mm-hmm. this year. Because yeah. that's that seems to be what they do. But, like, you know, th- this just looks like a team to me that, like, will get a, a random win on, like, the Rams or something and still not really convert into having, like, a positive win loss for the season. So, I think, like... Mm-hmm. S- Seven and nine is sort of what I'm looking at for these guys. So I, I'm going to take the under, but I do think they could break double digits. And I do think they could win the division, honestly. But I, I'm going to have to see something from their offense before I'm surprised. If, if anything, I will say, like, right now, any game that they win is going to have to be a pretty low-scoring game, I, I believe. So that's going to have to be addressed, um, especially for some of their cross-conference games because i hate to keep saying it but the afc scores a lot of freaking points <laughs> so yeah i don't know if you guys have realized that the afc this they do they do score a lot of points for yeah. those of you who didn't know yeah a lot <laughs> the afc is really <laughs> Quite good <a> at offense <laughs> so all right uh and i guess with that we can move on to last year's number one team from this division um the the NFL team with the least amount of identity, uh, the Washington football team. <laughs> the least um, amount of name. Yeah, the least amount of name. Dude, <laughs> I really wish they were Washington FC if they were going to stay like this. I hate FT. It's so ugly. Yeah, it sucks. But I think this is the last year they're going to be Washington football team. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really, I heard a rumor that they merch. liked it. Really? I th- I yeah. thought I just heard recently that they were gonna actually like pick a name after this year. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, we, we should. You should definitely get some merch. I like just that would just be an interesting because they they won't be the Washington football team forever. It's just like this little two year period that we just experienced where they just didn't have a name. They were just called Washington football team, and I think you can look back at that 
in like 20 years and be like that was that's actually just wild like they didn't have a name (laughs) yeah i know it's pretty funny i'm enjoying this it's kind of like um what i thought was going to happen with because there was like this talk for a little bit that like after the raiders had talked to this huge game about moving to las uh, to las vegas in like 2019 and then they weren't ready to in 2019 yeah like (laughs) And their studio, I mean, not studio, what am, what am I, their stadium in Oakland, like, kind of was playing hard to get, acting like they weren't going to let them back in, and we thought that they were going to kind of have, like, a little two-year floating period like this, Yeah. but, but yeah, apparently they're taking fan submissions, so if you have any good names for the, for the Washington football team, one of the lead votes right now is wild hogs that is so ugly i really hope it's I've not that, that one. yeah I, I like red tails that, that's a cool yeah. one that i've seen mm-hmm. i i really um, want them to do think, the political thing like presidents or ambassadors or something like that i think that'd be so dope i think brendan swam is the one that brought this up to me he said they should keep their old logo but just change their mm-hmm. name to like washington americans like what do you think about that I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of like hogs would get really grumpy about that. <laughs> but, oh yeah, definitely. But, but their mean, player base would like it. I mean, I, their fan base, I'm pretty sure, is one of the most like libtard player base, like fan bases. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'd be into it. Yeah, anyway, I've also seen Armada. That'd be so sick, dude. Washington Armada. Oh, like, like with boats. Would that yeah, be their sure, man. like the Armada? <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, or it could be like um, Peach could be their logo. That's a melee joke for any melee fans out there. Uh, <laughs> nice, bro. <laughs> Tune into Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to talk a little bit about uh, about Washington? Let's talk some Washington football. Uh, over under eight and a half. 3.09 draft GPA. They're tied for the 15th most difficult schedule, so it's pretty much right there in the middle. Um, what, let's hear your thoughts on Washington football team, what a team you, with no name. What did you say? Where the teams have no names? Where did, where did you say uh, <laughs> their over-under is? Eight and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is the team that I think is probably – competing with Dallas the most for this division. Yes. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, to me, I'm, I, I love him. I think like, Oh yeah. I, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick just simply does not get the respect he deserves ever. Like this narrative of him being like this, like passed around old man is absurd because what is really happening is these franchises know that you put this dude on your field and like, he will bring a franchise together. Like he has just uh, like almost unparalleled experience leading a team in the NFL, just years and years of fantastic score lines working with, wide ranges of, of wide receivers and running backs. Like I, I just have seen Ryan Fitzpatrick lift so many really lame teams to a level. I did not expect him to lift them to um, two very recent examples being the Buccaneers and the Dolphins who both 
reach levels they were not simply not ready to reach yet like without Ryan Fitzpatrick and people always say it's because he like is really gutsy and is just a very feast or famine player and that's fine but like feast or famine is gonna succeed in this division because this is a bunch of young teams yeah. who are are without an identity I think like Ryan Fitzpatrick plus these young guys who randomly won a division last year are kind of ready to develop an identity and be ready for this team name. You know what I mean? Like kind of they're, they're reforming this franchise a little bit. And last year was kind of proof that they're ready for that. And this Ryan Fitzpatrick move for me is really capitalizing on that and realizing like what step this, this team needs to take, like what direction they need to be moving in right now. Um, so I'm going to take the over. I think like, I'm I'm foreseeing probably 21 wins between them and Dallas. Um, One of these teams will end up somewhere around the 11 to 12 with the other one. Probably coming a little short at 8 or 9. Because I'm just going to take a bold prediction. I don't really know why I feel this. But kind of just with all these like wild cards in this division. I think one is going to... One of those two is going to pretty quickly reveal themselves as being the actual like strong house from this division. Probably take like a 6-0 scoreline in the division just like randomly trip into the playoffs kind of remove themselves from the narrative almost and i think washington could be that team so i'm gonna, I'm gonna say them right now i know i kind of said the same thing about dallas but i think it's gonna be either of the two of them i'd give washington the the over at the moment yeah i think i'll still give the cowboys the edge over them at this point but i do agree that they're uh, almost just as likely to succeed as the cowboys i think i'll take the over as well uh, they have one of the best young defenses in the league. Uh, Chase Young is an absolute monster. Uh, like, he just is what we have kind of talked about Khalil Mack being on this show a lot. Just he really wrecks uh, opposing team O-lines and just is amazing with the pass rush. So yeah. it really sucks for me that he is playing <laughs> on one of my division rivals and the Eagles <laughs> yeah. have to play him twice a year. But, I mean, he's just really a game changer for them on defense. And that was pretty – their defense is pretty much what won them to the division last year, defense mm-hmm. and being in a bad division. But, uh, like you said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's definitely an upgrade over what they had <laughs> last year at quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. they had Dwayne Haskins to start out the year, yeesh. Um, then Alex Smith came over. And I mean, like, he – it was a feel-good story. Very happy for him that he was able to come and do that. But he wasn't good. <laughs> Uh, mm. ended the year as like the 33rd out of 34 eligible quarterbacks in the rankings. Uh, but the 34th was Dwayne Haskins. So he was an improvement. So a um, couple other things to look forward to. Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, the running back for this team, really emerged last year. He had a really great season. Uh, there were a lot of question marks about him coming in. Like he didn't carry the balls running back that much in college at Memphis but then uh, last year he really showed that uh, he has NFL starting running back potential Uh, he did injure his toe and that's been kind of like a lingering injury so that's something to monitor going forward but Mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick like you said I kind of agree with the notion that he is feast or famine but you, you don't know he could get you five touchdowns or he could throw five interceptions. You don't know what's going to happen. But like you said, in this division, I think that's going to be enough to get them some wins. I think they can win nine games in this 17 game season. Uh, So I'll go over with Washington as well. Like I said, I think this division will be better than last year. It won't be the laughing stock 
Um, there mm-hmm. might be maybe both the South divisions could be the bottom of both South divisions could be worse than all of these teams. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think that one good team does not a decent division make. I, I feel like the NFC is <laughs> yeah. probably gonna is going to find themselves pretty low on my divisional rankings as well. This yes. Year. Um, I wonder if any other NFL <laughs> like media talks about how good the different divisions are nearly as much as we do. I feel like we talk about it a lot on yeah, this show. I, 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 we harp on that definitely a lot, but <laughs> hey, you know, we're not trying to be your cookie cutter NFL content. We're, That's right. We're the NFLers. Yeah, there you go. Alright, well, I guess that does it for our uh, Eastern divisions. Um, so just to kind of do some housekeeping here. First of all, just wanted to say I read earlier today that Peyton and Eli Manning are going to host 10 of uh, 10 Monday night football games over the next three years. And they're going to have a bunch of really? guests and players on. So that's going to be pretty fun. That's uh, so cool, actually. Yeah. So that's pretty good news. Uh, also speaking of cool things that involve two cool people, you should check out the good NBA podcast. My friend Andrew makes with his, with our mutual friend, friend of the show, Brendan Swam. been in, listening to it at work, been enjoying it a lot. Um, so thank you. If any other thank people you. out there happen to like the NBA and the NFL, you should check out Drew's podcast. Also, I I just wanted to say I'm rooting for um, Phoenix just because I want a Game Seven out of this series. Yeah, I mean Game Seven, best best thing to happen in the NBA or the NHL. Mm-hmm. Best thing to happen in sports. I mean, every sport except football has a potential for a Game Seven. Go go give sure. our last episode of the Good NBA podcast a listen. Uh, might be a little outdated, but it definitely will be because uh, it got posted today and Game 6 is happening tonight. Uh, it's about to happen when we're done recording. But you yeah. can go back, you can listen to it be like, wow, these guys were on point with their predictions. How did they know <laughs> all that was going to happen? So give it a listen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, yeah, it's Game 7 is awesome. We only get Game 5 in eSports, which is a bummer, but at least it's not football. <laughs> they only, they only yeah. play one. When are we going to have seven-game series for the Super Bowl? <laughs> for football, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the, the NFL audience would not be able to understand the concept of not knowing how many games there's actually going to be. Like, So it's seven games? Also, like, well, it could only be four. What? What is that? mean? But also, somebody would probably die if they played seven games. That's true. That's true. Stretch like that. They should play. It should be like Super Bowl week. They play one NFL football game seven days in a row. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that sounds really good for player health. (laughs) Oh man, none of their brains would work anymore. (laughs) All right. Uh, One other thing, Um, Andrew and I have. A couple other things cooking right now, so just keep an eye out on our social medias. Um, if you enjoy this show, that we are trying to make a lot of content, so um, keep up with us. It's pretty much all I got. Do you have anything else that I forgot? No, I just want to echo that. Um, be on the lookout for our spicy, spicy content that we hope to have sure. pumping out in the near future. Uh, we really yeah. enjoy doing this, and we really appreciate everyone that's uh, supported it so far. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's I think all we have for now. Then, um, where how's the coins Cancun trip? Have you gotten any updates? 
oh man, he's just not in a state where he can, you know, put out any legible thoughts. So I think he's having a good time out there. Yeah, I heard that he got arrested at the border for trying to sneak in pain medications. Uh, that's that's pretty much yeah. So that's a good Cancun trip, Mexico. <laughs> a little longer than he was expecting, but you know, I, I think we we can still get him back in time for the season. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we've used the same coin for every episode too, so this is definitely absolutely the, yes, yeah. same coin. Never uh, except for except for after the first season, we did say sayonara to the original coin. Wished him farewell on his new show, but since then, <laughs> it's been the same coin. What? Better believe it. Our thoughts and prayers with for uh, the alleged drug <laughs> smuggler, the coin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> until his return, I'm Jacob Wilkinson. I'm Drew Wade, and we will see you next time. There you go. We'll see you next time. Or you'll hear us. I don't don't know who you are. We'll see you. (laughs) 